Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. This past weekend, the Hitman's Wife Bodyguard finally arrived in theaters. And now we're going to give you our thoughts on it. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. From the small screen to the big screen, we cover all the latest entertainment news. Join us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube every weekday. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest movie and TV news from around the industry. And also giving our review of The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard. Before I share my thoughts on it, join us in the comments section and let us know your thoughts on the film and or franchise. But now let's get into it. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is a sequel to the 2017's The Hitman's Bodyguard. This go-around, Selma Hayek is brought to the forefront, and Morgan Freeman and Antonio Banderas are added to the mix now. The first movie was actually rather enjoyable. While predictable, it had its fun moments, humor, and great chemistry with Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. It didn't strike me as a movie that needed a sequel, so when they announced that a sequel was coming, I was like, Okay, that's interesting. I wonder what we're going to get. Based off the previews, they were just doubling down on the charm of the cast themselves. With that said, what did I think about it? I'll let you know in just a second. Before that, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Paramount Plus. This episode of the Cinema Gold Show is sponsored by Paramount Plus, your home for all original Paramount content, as well as a vast collection of films and TV shows. They recently added the new iCarly series, and Paramount Plus also has all the Fast and Furious movies you can, so you can catch up with before, all, before F9 finally releases in theaters. Paramount Plus is also the upcoming home for A Quiet Place 2. Check them out today by visiting the link in the show notes below. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is clearly not intended to be taken as cinematic gold, but rather just a popcorn flick. Something you can go watch in theaters, chew some popcorn, and enjoy the action. No part of this film can be taken seriously. It's just a movie where they grab their good-looking, charismatic leads and let them do their thing for two hours, from dropping one-liners to blowing things up. No real thoughts about logic or continuity. It's just cartoonish over-the-top action and scenarios from start to finish. 
So how do you evaluate a movie that is not concerned with any of the things you would normally review a film by? In terms of food and popcorn, it's just a heaping helping of sugar, butter, and grease. I'm not exactly sure anyone would just want to shove straight sugar, butter, and grease into their bellies. When you take away the plot and believability entirely, you just have Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson doing their things. I didn't find this film fully satisfying. It was a bit too hollow for my taste. As someone that likes dumb action movies, popcorn flicks, and just dumb movies, I would take Godzilla vs. Kong over the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Godzilla vs. Kong was more distinctive as opposed to this one where it just felt like they weren't trying to do anything clever with the characters. I smiled a lot. I, did I have a grin on my face? Did I laugh at some jokes? Yeah. And did it follow that up immediately with something where I was like, that didn't fully work? I did a lot of that too, and that's what this movie is. You can watch the trailer and realize that this is not going to be a character-based film. You can watch it, realize this is not going to be a big story film. This is it, driven 100% by charismatic, fun-to-watch actors doing ridiculous things, and to the degree that you can tolerate that, or want that, you will have a lot of fun with this movie. I think part of what made it not really even work for me is that they kind of wanted to have these mini-arcs in there where you'd have Ron Reynolds' character dealing with his identity and tying it back to his daddy issues and his relationship with his mother. And then you had Selma Hayek and Jackson trying to have a kid and there's a whole kind of arc and all of it's basically just played for laughs. They kind of try and do something to give some depth, but it's just played for very weird jokes that didn't have enough for me, in which cases like they just sacrificed but maybe it could have been a little bit of grounding, a little bit of truth or weight to it for a joke that wasn't very good. I normally like to be the defender of R-rated action comedies. That's my genre, that I want there to be more of them. So I wanted to like this one a little more than I did. I wasn't bored by it. It put a smile on my face quite a few times, but it did not leave me satisfied. What did you think about this one? Let me know down below in the comment section. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I know some people are probably going to have an absolute blast with it. Even some of the people I've talked to have really dug it. I wasn't fully there f for it, so for me, I wish they could go positive on this one. I just don't think that I can. It's a fun, bad movie. It has entertainment, but it's not good. I'll give this movie a C+. You don't need to go see this in theaters. You can just stream it or get it from Redbox when it comes out. If you're... In if you're into this kind of thing, no reason to spend $15 to check this one out. Now we're going to give our review of Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 8 Review of Reunion. Hunter, Omega, and the rest of the squad are cornered with nowhere else to run in Reunion. Warning. This Star Wars The Bad Batch review contains spoilers. One of the most creative episodes of Star Wars Rebels was Through Imperial Eyes, which did exactly what the title says. Using a first-person point of view, it opens with Rebel spy Callus contemplating his day behind enemy lines. Reunion, written by Stuart Lee and directed by Christian Taylor, ends a somber episode with a similar switch of point of view. It feels right. While the cast still, fe still feels too large for the story they're trying to tell, the tone and visuals shine in Reunion. Throughout, the episode commits to a rewarding seriousness. The Bad Batch are still in the Starship Graveyard, and so are Crosshair's Stormtroopers. 
The stormtroopers chased the clones through the ruined ship, cornering them inside one of the engines, until Tech and Wrecker blast the entire nozzle off the ship. But in the end, the bounty hunter Cad Bane gets the upper hand, wounding Hunter and snatching Omega away. It turns out he's the Kaminoan's backup plan to get their asset back, and it's working better than clones or the stormtroopers. The flare in the first-person camera adds a lot to the tense finale, while the action also benefits from the mix of chaos and echoing beats that come from both Crosshair and the Bad Batch giving orders in the same cadence. In fact, it's a good episode overall for tense standoffs. The action doesn't feel like a yarn or even particularly like a cartoon. The sequences are staccato and dramatic, things happening in unexpected bursts. The episode takes itself quite seriously, but does that actually translate to content fans can dig into or to high-flying Star Wars adventures and charm? So-so. Watching the Bad Batch has been a bit like listening to an acquaintance explain to you what's happening in their Dungeons & Dragons game. Now there's a time and place for this, and I check in on some good friends, D&D characters once in a while, quite happily. But if it's someone you don't know well, it's a story without any emotional investment. It's a story someone clearly loves, but they're also inside of it, invested in it, in quite a literal way. In a way which you're just not. To get back to the batch, there is no B-plot in Reunion, which makes it feel a little bit empty. The characters move from point A to point B with a plum, but the characters still lack the camaraderie of Rebels to me, or the universal arc typal feelings of the original trilogy. Last episode, I mentioned wanting more from Hunter and from Echo. Unfortunately, Hunter didn't have time to really feel enough like a person. Omega still has more in common with Wrecker, and the one moment of connection between them and reunion isn't quite enough to make the father-daughter dynamic pop. Omega herself gets some more careful interiority I really enjoy her looking glumly out over the starship graveyard, clearly thinking about the overwhelming number of losses and achievements it represents, and asking Tech what the war was like, because he's Tech, his answer is cold. They're walking a fine line with Tech, making him neither too literal nor too socially inept, neither too comedic nor too dark. He's the doubter, not undermining the rest of the group, but not sugarcoating things either. As for Echo, he finally differentiates himself a little. As a regular clone, he's more wedded to the idea of duty, to an ideal, than the rest of the Batch are. He's more invested in the meaning of being a soldier. I like how that contrasts with Hunter's willingness to salvage Republican ordinance to pay off their debt to Sid. While Wrecker and Omega continue to steal the show character-wise, both the sound and color reach a next level of polish. I've been watching these episodes on a computer screen lately, but made a note to see this one on the TV later just for the pleasure of looking at the backgrounds. They're dark, dull colors, but they pop and are very readable and bristle with detail, especially at the scale of the decommissioned engine the patch slide down into deserves to be seen on a larger screen. The artists are really using the wideness and complexity of the setting to their advantage. The appearance of Quick Draw, Bounty Hunter, and Cad Bane near the end of the episode solidifies the Bad Batch as the Clone Wars 2, but at least this time they know how to tell long-running stories. 
While there was a lot of speculation among fans about who would cameo this week, the title was a bit of a bait-and-switch. The batch has never encountered Bane before, so the reunion of the title refers to Crosshair. Bane is, is, however, as cool as he thought he was before. His gurgling voice and western swagger catapulting the Bad Batch for a moment into a different genre. He's thoroughly fine, a bounty hunter doing bounty hunter things. In fact, all the villains so far are just okay, whether that's Cookie Cutter Imperial Rampart, Nasal Voice Crosshair, or Bane and his accompanying guitars. Half a season later, the Bad Batch continues to be a sometimes short-sighted spectacle. And now to our final topic. Nobody 2 is already being written. All Nobody 2 needs to happen is to get the green light from the studio. As the director has confirmed that all the necessary seeds have been planted. Written by John Wick creator Derek Kolstad, the action thriller follows Better Call Saul star Bob Odenkirk as a seemingly ordinary family man who must turn to heavy violence to keep his family safe. It was released in theaters by Universal Pictures in March, followed by an on-demand release in April which I just watched this again and realized how good of an action movie it really is with Bob Odenkirk, who, I have to admit, did not see this coming as him being an actor that could be taken seriously as an action star. And it's definitely worth watching um, the behind-the-scenes footage if you own the DVD or Blu-ray copy of the movie. Nobody, too, so far has not been greenlit yet, but definitely worth making. At this time, Nobody 2 hasn't been officially greenlit, so it's unclear if Nobody 2 will, in fact, become a reality. What we do know is that both Colstad and the director are eager to make it happen. Although there's still no guarantee from Universal, it was recently confirmed that Colstad has been actively working on the sequel. While Hutch was dishing out most of the damage in Nobody, it's looking more like his wife Becca We'll be getting in on the action next time. When it was suggested to the director that Connie Nielsen should get more involved, here's what he said in response. Quote, well, I like the way you're thinking, Chris. Bumber of Joe Blow. Because you're right on the money. Along with Odenkirk and Connie Nielsen, the cast that nobody included, RZA, Michael Ironside, Colin Salmon, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Braden Aftergood, Kelly McCormick, and was produced by Bob Odenkirk. Back in April, Colston also revealed that he had an opening scene in mind for the potential sequel. Per Collider, the writer spoke about how the opening scene in Nobody was the first thing he pitched to Odenkirk, and that helped sell him on the movie. If the sequel happens, Colstead is taking a similar approach to its creation. As he revealed that he had started the process by conceiving a compelling opening scene. Quote, remember the first scene in the movie? That is the first thing I ever pitched Bob in the meeting, because I had a dream the night before, Colstad explained. Quote, and I told Sonia, my wife, before the meeting, she said, you gotta open with that. I pitched that, and Bob's like, you're effing high, right? Colstad added. And so on the second one, I have the opening scene. We're all just chuckling and cackling when you see this thing, because it's in line with that. I always want to begin the way on the second one. I have the opening scene. As nobody, was a success, as nobody was a success with its release in theaters and on demand, it seems like a no-brainer for a sequel to be made. 
That's especially the case with the original writer and director on board. Hopefully a green light comes for the project sooner rather than later. Thank you for watching this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. Send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show. You can find us on Instagram at the Cinema Gold Show. And thank you for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow for another episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Thank you for watching the Cinema Gold Show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. And like us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. Support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. As always, thank you for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.